This is our people and Mother Earth. The following is from the KWSO archives. Family Huckleberry Harvest, witnessed by Judy Charlie. I think the fact that we still practice these ways gives me great hope. When I see young people camping with their folks or grandchildren out with their grandparents or parents taking their little ones out, gives me great joy to see our young families out uh, this past last season for Huckleberry Pickin. It was great to see everybody out. And it was such a great bounty. I hope we got most of it. If not, the bears got plenty. <laughs> Judy recounts the legend of the Huckleberry in addition to the care of the Huckleberry field. And the other one that all of the Plateau Indians are, are taught is the role of the Wiwnu in creation. The, the huckleberry, the Wiwnu was placed and it had a purpose. And its purpose was, it was to bear witness for Nami Pio. And the, the huckleberry looks and sees all. And because creator is all seeing and all knowing. He gives a full account of how we're doing even today. That we knew will give a full account of us and then offer itself as a nourishment to our body. So it plays a very important role. All of our huckleberry fields were uh, always well cared for. You hear stories about the old folks would choose, you know, which family was going to stay to the end. And then they would select which field to burn. And that's how they kept ensuring that the fields would thrive, is by growing new bushes, you know, through the burn. In 1993, Mary Sando Imula interviewed Atwai Neti Shawe and her sister Atwai Matilda Mitchell. Huckleberry feast time at Hee Hee was also a time when families came together and camped. Camps were set up under the shade of pine trees next to the cool, clear water of the Warm Springs River. It was a time to greet old friends as well as make new friends. Nettie remembers the serenade songs sung long ago. <laughs> I, our brothers, our two brothers, we know the serenade songs. Do you know what the serenade songs? We always have that uh, when we move in. And, and uh, that was uh, most fun to us. And when we were last night and we do that again, uh, everybody used to have fun then. <laughs> So when you first moved into camp at Hihi and then before you broke camp and moved out they had serenading songs. Yeah, yes. What was what kind of songs were these? Were they just fun songs? Uh, yeah. yeah, fun song. Uh, well, I know I don't know if I know any of them. Ah, ha, 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 ha,
really love to do that so we miss them <laughs> did they was it just singing was there dancing at the camps as well well the, the scene and they had the drum a whole bunch of them circle you know and uh, hit the drum and us women folks we stand behind them Sing as loud as we want to. <laughs> For thousands of years, native people in the Northwest have spent late summer and fall in the high mountains. They would hunt and fish and celebrate the many gifts the land provides us. Among those gifts are the huckleberries. Many of the tribal people would move with the seasons to gather foods. Summer into fall, they would travel into the mountains to camp and spend time harvesting berries. Often, after the harvesting was done, they would burn the huckleberry fields to kill invading plants and trees to ensure a healthy harvest the following year. Bridget Whipple talks about harvesting with her family as well as the importance of these traditional foods. There's a lot of people in the community that gather and I tell people all the time, you know, we need to pray about this because if we don't have that respect for our food, it's going to go away. You know, and as a traditional gatherer, you know, we have certain songs we sing for the huckleberry feast, for the root feast, you know, and, and if you don't have that respect for the food, it, it'll leave. You know, our creator will take it from us or allow it to die off if we don't have that respect for it. And I think there's enough people in the community that want to see the berries come back. There's a lot, a lot of people praying for it, and there's a lot of people having a lot more respect for it, and that's part of the reason why it's coming back too. You know, and when we go pick for our feast, I dried eels before the feast, and when I take the girls out to pick, you know, they, my grandma gave us a song to sing, and then we eat our eels. And when you eat eels before you pick berries, you can't eat the berries, you know. And my daughters, you know, they're 13 and 10. They know that and they they almost dread it, but they do it because, you know, it's the way that they're supposed to carry it on and, and they respect it. But they choke it down and, and then go pick, you know. And we pick what we need to do and pick what we need to gather for the feast and and then when we go back out afterwards, you know, just to pick, we always go out like three days. And uh, I make them eat eels the entire time until like the last half of the day. Then I'll say, okay, you guys don't have to eat them. And then they can eat all they want off the bushes. <laughs> Nothing in the basket. It's all in their mouth. <laughs> Huckleberries are small to medium-sized shrubs which are located in moist mountain areas. The berries are eaten fresh or preserved for use in the winter months. 
Huckleberries are included in all Thanksgiving feasts at Warren Springs Longhouses. The Huckleberry Feast is held in late July or August depending on when the berries are ripe. Designated traditional food gatherers go out to pick the first berries for feast and then everyone else can go out to harvest huckleberries for their elders, family, and community. Bear and Huckleberry Story The Great Creator decreed that Huckleberry would be one of the sacred foods for the Indian people. But the huckleberry had no eyes and couldn't see. Everything has feeling, everything sees. And Bear ate the dickens out of the berries. Finally, the other creatures got together to punish Bear. He offered to give up part of the eyesight from both eyes. Because he didn't want to have just one eye. He preferred giving up part of both rather than all of one to Huckleberry. So now Huckleberry has one eye, the circle around the stem. In return, Huckleberry and Bear are not best of friends. And Huckleberry said Bear could eat as much of the huckleberries as he wanted. How we were new got its eyeball. Awacha nai Anaku tamanwitla Ita manwea Achtun Ichatlipa.
Okay, it was when the world was being created, the Creator decided on all things. He pulled different things off of his body for the animals, which were considered Indians then. And from this time on grew many things. The Spilyai said that nothing was given to the berries. So the Creator said, Well, all I have left is my eyes. So this was given to the huckleberries. This is why the huckleberries have eyes. Awachanai Anaku Tamanwitla Itamanwea Tlachtun Ichatlipa Panmin Waunakshash Ku i Aniya Tanan Kakyamaman Kuni Itatauchna Tlachtun Spilyain Pa Anya Chanam Tun Ani Tamanwit Tamanwitla Itatachnana Auklachnash Chawap Naiksha Achash Zim Ku Paniya Wiwanuna Akinu Tanam Achash Taman Witlan Mi Wiwanupa From the KWSO Archives Huckleberries on Warm Springs Community Radio 91.9 FM KWSO